On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Alrighty, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to uh, another episode of Mile High Pundit. Uh, this will be episode five for us here. Um, it is. Uh, Getting into the uh, August month, uh, you know, just busy, busy time for for me and Jared here. Uh, Jared, how you been recently? Dude, this week has been absolutely insanity. Yeah. It's just oh. been nuts. I, I don't know any other way to explain it but nuts. Um, I, I, I know you started a new job uh, this week, correct? Uh started the job a couple a couple weeks ago um but really just kind of getting into uh the the meat of it now with all the trainings and stuff so um but yeah just trying to coordinate that and then also trying to uh just get all my eggs in a basket and move to denver too um but my my roommate and i finally just found a place so we're really excited to to finally be able to get down there yeah and i mean that's gonna be so much nicer to have you within a, a 20 minute gap instead of you know 45 to an hour as you experienced tonight trying to drive back home because oh. i-25 is an absolute joke let me tell you something about i-25 i, I mean i i didn't get home until 11 30 uh i left denver at 8 8 30 <laughs> that's, that's, that um, is insanity you're literally going to fort collins yeah it's it, an hour drive Typically it is, but uh, yeah, just tonight it was, uh, yeah, they, they ended up closing down the interstate um, just just past Longmont. They closed it down entirely, so everyone got rerouted, and I, I ended up taking just 66 to 287, and then 287 had construction going on and was down to one lane, and it was just an entire mess. <laughs> it's it's all just a complete. It's it's just it's ugly right now on on these highways. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But you know what but, is not ugly. We have a new team officially in the NHL. We have a name. 
and we oh, that we do been waiting for for just about a year they've been teasing it for a year <laughs> they have that's going to be the nhl team based out of seattle the uh the expansion franchise yes the seattle kraken is their new team name <laughs> the seattle oh, kraken. oh the kraken and, let's and, go and and i texted joel today because i i'm not and he asked me earlier and i told him i'm not going to stooge this off so this is going to be a live a live quiz <laughs> for everyone listening so if you notice in the Kraken name, there's no S at the end of it. There are yeah, only yeah. nine other teams across the big four professional sports that do not have an S at the end of their name. Can you name them? Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Uh, give me a sec here. Okay. Um, Don't Google I, it. I know. I, all right, no Google. No Google, folks. Um, I know one of them are off the bat is the Avalanche. Correct. That's one of three in the in the National Hockey League. Um, and, and we'll just we'll just stick with uh, we'll stick with national. We'll still stick with hockey. Um, for sure here. Let's go with. Oh, let's see. This I'm is tough. Naming, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, just just going through um all the. See, I'm going to go Pacific teams. No, no. I'll give you a hint. One of them's in the central. One of them is in the central. Um, See, I knew this would trip you out. That's why I didn't want to steer yeah, this off. I, I wanted to yeah, make this oh tough. Man. That's, this is like oh, a tough question to ask after a long day of work, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the other eight teams, because you got Colorado, obviously. Yeah, you you got the abs. We'll, we'll go in the NHL. Um, Minnesota Wild. Oh yeah, the Wild. I completely spaced the Wild. Well, See, we don't, we just... don't like them anyways, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, is the yeah. other one in the NHL. There's none in the National Football League, unless you want to count the new Washington Football Team. As, yeah, as what, that, but whatever. I don't know whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, the NBA has four: Miami Heat, Oklahoma City Thunder, Orlando Magic, and Utah Jazz. Okay. And then in MLB, it's the two Sox teams, Boston and Chicago. Yeah. So they will be the 10th team to not have an S at their end of their uh, nickname in the big four professional sports. I mean, obviously, there's a ton in MLS, um, the WNBA, but um, that's why I prefaced with big four beforehand. Yeah. 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 But exciting, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Kraken, wow! And 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 their tw- their social media team is already off to an absolutely blazing start. They changed their Twitter bio to now now we have a name. We're currently planning how to take your team's favorite player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately with expansion drafts, it kind of does feel that way, right? It it does, but I mean, because you're you're given so so little to protect, essentially. And you have yeah. to be very selective in who and what you're going to protect and what you believe your best assets will be. Yeah. And 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 we learned that the hard way with Vegas. We we all went, oh, expansion draft, because I mean I mean the last expansion draft was oh man, Minnesota. And they were bottom of the barrel for a long time. No, uh, was Minnesota, I want to say it was Minnesota and Atlanta were the last expansion draft before Vegas. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was thinking Vegas. Yeah, but Minnesota was probably that one right right behind them yeah yeah and um, and and those expansion drafts were way different they had a they, they had a different um a, a different style to them instead of doing it this way where 
you pick from you pick one player from each team and you get a certain amount of people to protect because back then there was no salary cap so we, we were we were in a, a free cap era and you could do whatever you want and that's why you had those power teams like Colorado and Detroit and New Jersey who could literally just load up on players like Forsberg, Sackick, Ose Lynch, Blake, um, Foot. I mean, list goes on and on. Yeah, and on. yeah, and and for for all you people who don't quite know just hockey in general, think just New England Patriots type. Um, yeah, for for those of you who who aren't listening for the hockey, think think that type of of dynasty basically when you're talking you know like those those type of teams those really just ultra talented teams like Jared was saying yeah so um that that was good that they um have a name uh, also baseball is officially back that it is um and and the big talking point still today was Mookie Betts's brand new uh 13 year deal for the Dodgers yeah, I mean, how how much are they paying him? Like three hundred and sixty some million. Oh, I'm going to Twitter. I sent you that on Twitter. Hold on. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's some and, absurd and I, and amount. I believe my exact words were what the actual insert word here. Um, <laughs> it, it was a twelve year, three hundred sixty five million dollar contract. So he's getting a million dollars, essentially a million dollars a day, if you look at it that way. If you want to do it across one year, but yeah. Um, so it's. So it's com- so it's but it, he's it's combining with his one year deal he's got right now for twenty seven million. So in total he's at thirteen years, three hundred ninety two million dollars. And I I'd remembered back when COVID started that um, myself and Mike um, from Twitter were were going back and forth about how there's not gonna be a season. And I was making a joke that well the do- that the the Dodgers just gave up. A whole bunch for zero years of Mookie bats, and then they yeah. turn around to do this. And I literally took that tweet and sent it to Old Takes Exposed. I'm like, and that that deserves it. <laughs> like, do something with this, <laughs> please. Do something. I just hope it just doesn't blow up in my face. And then the the most stereotypical 2020 thing happened in the Yankees Nationals game today. That game got rained out in the top of the sixth inning. The very first Big Four game to come back. And it gets it's, rained out. Hmm. I mean, not really a skeptic, but twenty twenty. I mean, it, 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 it is baseball, though. I mean, base. You know, you you do have that that added. Uh, the, you know, if you do get a rain delay, it's it's going to be as far as the other big four goes. Like you know, football, you'll you'll play through unless you get lightning, and um, hockey generally, you know, it doesn't really to effect um <laughs> luckily because we play indoors and maybe that's one yeah. of the best parts about hockey and basketball for that matter so very true and, um, and basketball starting up soon which is going to be really good we yeah yeah next week so we're actually exactly one week away yeah that we are and and that's kind of our one topic for uh this evening like like jared and i were saying last week we are going to be shortening these episodes i know and now i know we went 50 minutes uh (laughs) i know we went i know we went 50 minutes last week but really you know we we just love talking about the avalanche and uh we are going to make these episodes 30 minutes uh just due to the timing and that it's also about 12 30 uh am right now so uh we're gonna get to it and we're basically gonna be talking about nuggets basketball um 
kind of what what they did against the Wizards. Uh, for those of you who who want to know, and uh, just some general takes for for their team as well. Yeah, and um, we, we were talking about this beforehand, and I actually was scrolling through Twitter and saw this. Paul Millsap is on his way to the bubble, along with Tory Craig and uh, Keita Bates Diop. Actually, arrived yesterday, and he's in his self isolation period right now. So awesome. it, it looks like they're going to get a lot of their guys back. Gary Harris is still one of those where they where they're not sure just yet. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to be a huge loss for the Nuggets, essentially. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those weird ones where you have a guy like Gary Harris, who's a very prolific shooting guard. Yeah. And, and you, you would love to have him at the two. But See. now can you move a guy in to, to play a de facto two spot? Like a guy like... Jeremy Grant even or Monte Morris could Monte Morris or Jamal Murray slide into that two into that two role and play 32 minutes every night yeah and and I think what what you miss with Gary Harris too is is you know he's a a defensive presence I mean Malone just sticks him on whoever's he thinks is going to go off on uh you know it's basically what the Nuggets do they'll they'll use Harris to guard a player's best scorer for a half or a full game even sometimes and just having him in that spot although he might not put up the most consistent numbers scoring wise uh there, there was a time you know pre-injury gary harris where he was putting up 18 average a game and he, he was kind of coming into a little bit of a streak here uh b- before the league shutdown of course but um yeah getting him back would be I think just imperative because it's another one of those guys that was on that playoff team and you get that experience from last year as well. And, and I mean, it, it, well, you do, well, you do get the experience side of it. This also looks like a very deep nugget, just on paper that, that it does. This looks like a very deep nugget. And that it, does. It, I'm it, just a big, big Gary me, Harris fan. It, it makes me excited to watch because Personally, up until I, up until last year, honestly, and most of this year, just due to the Comcast and um, altitude dispute, I haven't watched a lot of um, Nuggets this year. But the the one thing I did remember from last year was that I would turn on a Nuggets game and be genuinely excited to watch this team play. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's because they have a bunch of ninety fours and ninety fives on their team because I I mean this is a really young team, I mean. The oldest guys on this team are Paul Millsap. He's the oldest guy on the team. He's yeah. An, he's an 85. And then after that, it drops all the way down to Tory Craig and Mason Plumley, who are 1990 kids. So, yeah. Uh, you really you really forget about how youthful this Nuggets team really is. I mean, I think their average age... Uh, as far as playoff teams go, they were the youngest last year by far. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they did pretty well for for the first time making the playoffs. And and what seems like uh, you know just just a long time. It, for, it felt um, it felt like it was like the last time we were in the playoffs was when we had Carmelo and AI. Yeah, like, that, like when I think of Nuggets playoffs teams, I think of Carmelo and I think of AI when they played in the Western Conference Finals against Kobe. Oh yeah, that, those are games that. Yeah, th- those are games that are you know you got Chauncey Billups there too, and 
throw like Kenyon Martin in there as well. Uh, you, you know, they're just that original. I remember watching them too. Fun team to watch, you know, that just run and gun the entire time. Uh, and yeah, when, you know, when Melo left, I think the only other time they made the playoffs was when they traded uh, for Iguodala for that one one year, basically. Yes. And they, they finished top three, top three that year, I believe. And then they, they lost uh, to the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, everyone was kind of losing to the Warriors. <laughs> So. It was it was like before yeah like right before basically right before Iguodala joined them after the Warriors beat the Nuggets Iguodala left to join the Warriors basically and the rest is kind of history uh, as far as Warriors basketball is concerned and 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 a, a really interesting storyline that just popped up during uh, the Nuggets scrimmage on yeah what was that I believe that was Wednesday yes it was Wednesday um, when they played the Washington Wizards was um, Bobble. Yeah. He, I, he just put up a really good case to be a rotation guy. and Or not a rotation guy, a, um, a platoon player. Whether he's 8 or 9 or 10 or whatever he might be. I, I mean, he, this is his first game for the Nuggets in a quote-unquote official game. Yeah. Um, he's and if you don't know anything about Bobo, he's he's seven two, and he's a twenty year old out of um out of Oregon. Yeah, seven two two thirty five, and he came in and put up sixteen points, ten boards, and six blocks. And th- there was one play he made. I don't remember when it was, um, but it was all over Nuggets Twitter. Um. He he made a block um, in the paint and then makes makes the makes a good outlet pass and then gets up the court gets it back and takes one step just inside the free throw line and just shoots up and slams it home and oh. like, and, and and I'm looking at this dude on the video I'm like he looks like a he, he looks like you know like, like you remember like, like those old pictures of the Slender Man that you'd see yeah. or just kind of like those like weird pictures yeah. His arms, like a, his arms remind me of that. And it's just like the creepiest thing, but the dude has <laughs> so much skill. It, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, do you think teams are kind of kicking themselves for not maybe giving this guy another look? Because he felt the nuggets. Yeah, I mean... I mean when, it, it's this, you can make the same argument about MPJ, too. Because everyone was concerned about MG, MPJ's back, which is oh, yeah, completely yeah. understandable. And I, I, I don't remember why why Bobo fell as far down as he did um i i because he yeah. Cause, yeah, i mean he yeah. it was same thing same thing he was originally gonna be a, you know a top five to ten pick but then he slid to the second round pick 44 i i mean you know Jokic was drafted 41st overall i i mean you know, Millsap, I think too. Paul Millsap was was he was drafted in the in the forties there as well. So I mean, I mean, you get you know a whole bunch of just guys with with chips on their shoulders, like like we were talking about the other uh, episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bull Bull's like, hey, I'm a top five to ten pick. Here's why. That play that you you mentioned, Jared, might have been you know a statement to say, hey. Uh, 
I mean, the league better be ready because the Nuggets can now play tall ball. Yeah, and 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 and, and you're right. And, and Bobo wasn't even drafted by the Nuggets. We got him in a trade, literally the next day. He was drafted on the twentieth and was traded on the twenty-first to Denver. So, yeah. and he was traded for another second-round pick in the twenty twenty-two draft. So. It was cash in a 2022 draft pick, second round pick. So you're basically just swapping seconds, essentially. But the Nuggets yeah. are getting the player out of it. And yeah. And he only played... And, and the crazy part is he only played nine games to Oregon as a freshman. Yeah, that might have been one of the reasons why he slipped, <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, but, and, I mean, just really, really talented. I, I, I mean, the guy wasn't a... He he wasn't bad. I mean, across nine games, he he scored what was it? He scored 189 points in nine games. So he, he's averaging about 21 points a game. He averaged just shy of 30 minutes per game, and okay. he and he almost he almost averaged a triple double or a triple double. I'm sorry, a double double in in college between points and and rebounds. And yeah, the the guy he, he's not a rim protector. Let's make that very clear. He's not. He he's a he'd be a very good four, but he's not a rim protector like Jokic would be. Yeah, and he but he's a guy who can go up and go get those offensive reports or offensive uh, boards, and 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 with his and he's able to and with his now as we now know the shooting ability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking at a guy who could play a four, and just run away with. A rookie of the year champ uh title the next year yeah i mean you want like a let's say you know the, the nuggets are playing uh like a, a team like houston who you know has traded away basically all of their defensive big men they run a very small team um you know, going up that team going up against you know Jokic and Bol Bol, and you throw Plumlee in there and MPJ. That you know that's a lot of length, and you could run those guys one through four. My my concern would be if 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 the Nuggets are going to get into that kind of that that matchup against Houston, where we we know Houston's going to be very much of a running gun team. Yeah, and if, if we're going to try and throw, um. Joker, um, MPJ, Plumlee, Bull Bull, even, um, or even, uh, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Uh, I want to say it's, uh, Vonley. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if, if we would set out and put and say, okay, we're going to put two guys out there at all times, we're going to have two big guys out there, I think that would yeah. hurt the Nuggets more than it would help them. And yeah, and, and keep in mind that MPJ, I I don't consider to be like like a bigger dude. He can he can kick out and play power forward. He doesn't. Yeah. He, he can kick out and play small forward as well. So yeah, you would just have he, a he's got a lot some of speed. Yeah. yeah, and and the the key would be would be swapping out Jokic and 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 an insert name here MPJ Plumley who have probably Plumley honestly. Yeah. Just for that size in the middle, but in the games I've seen Plumley play, I I don't, I, I'm I'm not sure he's the right guy to step in I mean, for Jokic. So so Malone uses Plumley 
very, very effectively. So Plumley actually coming off the bench anyways, he's one of the best backup centers in the league. Uh, um, I, I mean, defensively, he's a presence. Um, he, he gobbles up boards when, when Jokic is taking a rest. Um, and he, he's, he's even been, you know, a couple games I've seen him make some, some pretty crafty passes. Uh, he can't shoot, uh, obviously. I mean, uh, but Plumlee is basically a guy that alone turns to, uh, when the team needs a couple defensive stops, he's kind of like their their anchor. Along with him and the, you throw him and Millsap in there, basically, and that's their kind of lockdown uh, sort of lockdown lineup with with Gary Harris on the perimeter uh, and Jamal Murray being an absolute pest. So yeah, and you throw you throw him in there for a reason. He he'll do his his he'll do his things offensively and defensively. Um, but he's just, just a very solid backup center. Yeah. And, and I mean, just, then this is just going to show And It's really interesting to look now and go, okay, we have two really deep teams playing out of Pepsi center now. Yeah. What is, what, what's the most logical next step for this Nuggets team? Because we know they can go into a seven game series and, and, and compete. They didn't get blown out. It took seven yeah. games for Portland to get by them. And that wasn't easy. And, and Portland had to struggle to get through that series. You, um, oh, Yusuf yeah. Nurkic, who used to be with us, was very famously saying, I want to beat these guys because they got rid of me for Jokic. Yep. And, and Jokic is basically, I mean, Their their track record. I mean, Jokic outperforms them statistically almost mm-hmm. every time, and I, I love that Malone went with him, and which and, was kind of one of those guys that was being more negative in the locker room, especially uh, during during those years. You know, and not nothing against him as a player. He's a great player, but Jokic is just unique. He's different. You know, there's. I mean, there's not a player like him. Jokic might be one of the most polarizing figures in Denver sports right now, outside yeah. of possibly Nolan Arenado. And the the only reason why I say that is because Nikola Jokic gets the same media attention, albeit negative, from East Coast media that I see Nolan Arenado getting, and it's negative in the same way of he plays at Coors. Yeah. Um, and, and you have... But you have very prominent former players who back both of these guys up. Alex Rodriguez is who I think of with Nolan Arenado. Yeah. And Charles Charles Barkley is who I think of with Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Jokic, I don't even know if you can really... I mean, Barkley's always been... Him and, him and Shaq have been... Uh, Shaq always kind of makes it more into of a joke type thing. But, um, I mean, the league does like him, I think. You know, they're... Uh, he definitely, I mean, you know, he he won't get you know the most minutes per game in the All Star game ever because he's not that type of player. But just what he does for your team on a day to day basis, I would much rather have that than a flashy, you know, player. And guess what? I mean, he he was back at it again. Uh, in limited minutes, he put up sixteen, seven, and seven. Um, 
albeit you know with eight turnovers a little bit of rust maybe but uh you know slim Jokic is picking up right where he left off yeah and 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 like we prefaced i i remember how many more how many episodes ago it was at this point um because we've had some really long episodes where we've touched on many subjects I, I I didn't see if Jamal Murray got into the game on Wednesday. Um, I I don't think so. Um, which, which it was which, it was, which tells me that he's going to get in this week at some point when when they have their next scrimmage. He's going to get in, and he's probably going to run twenty minutes, twenty two minutes, and they're going to probably shut it down after that. Just get his legs back under him, and. And Jamal Murray, like, like, don't get me wrong, Jamal Murray might be one of the best shooting players on the team. Yeah. Um, in, and he, I mean, he he put up some ridiculous number. He he always goes off for at least one or two games, right? Yeah. There's always a couple of games you look at and go, wow. And 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 that's and that's great, but at the same time, we need to have that same guy who goes, okay. I'm going to put in this consistently. And like, I mean, right now he's averaging just about 33 minutes a game. So he's still on pace with what he was averaging last year. Um, yeah. Just because of COVID. I mean, the numbers are going to be a little more skewed, obviously um, a little bit, but I mean, he's still putting up about 16 shots a game, which is what you want from your one spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, primarily it's coming from, from inside the arc, which is kind of surprising because when you think of a guy like Jamal Murray, you're thinking three ball with the bow and arrow after he drains it. Yeah. That, that's what you that's think. Just, I mean, that's just a small, small aspect of his game. Mm-hmm. He is such a lethal finisher. Um, I, I love, I, I love how he finishes plays. Um, when he's in the paint, he has this almost, he reminds me of a bigger bodied Steph Curry that can just slam it home when he wants to. When he's in there and, and moving around and, and making all these acrobatic off the glass, you know, uh, all types of, all, all types of just amazing plays. Um, it's, it really has been. And that's part of the reason why the nuggets have been so fun to watch because you get, a guy like that and a guy like Jokic and it's one of the, the best combos in the league. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's worth noting in the, in the last game against um, the, the game right before the shutdown obviously happened on March, uh, March 12. So March 11, when they played in Dallas. Yeah. They did lose that game. Yes, they did. It was one thirteen ninety seven, 97. And it, it's worth noting that Jamal Murray was a minus 12 in that game. In the plus-minus rating, so mm-hmm. and not to say that you know he'll have his inconsistencies. Well, no, one hundred percent. And I mean, his his minus twelve is obviously overshadowed by Jeremy Grant's minus twenty-four. Um, yeah, albeit Jeremy played over less than half of the minutes that Jamal played, um, and and Jamal accounted for 25 of those 97. So he he's consistently putting up about about a quarter of the points every night between him and Will Barton, it's usually around the 50% mark. Jokic drops in 15 to 25 a night. Yeah. Pretty much on average. So Jokic is also he's responsible for about 40 points a night when you mm-hmm. when you take in his assists. Um 
because it is a real thing with him. You know, he'll he'll average seven to eight to nine assists a game, mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll pop off for a triple double. So he's yeah, he's usually responsible for. I mean, I think forty to forty six points a game from the from the center position. It's just, I mean, that's you can't clone that. No, you can't. And 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 my my major concern. And I don't know how warranted this is going to be. Um, just looking at um, the on the numbers side of it from a very analytical standpoint, are the Nuggets yeah. deep enough right now, or do they need another year or two to really make that run that we're going to see the Avs make? You know, the the Avs are in a completely different spot. I think they're going to contend for a cup right now. The the Nuggets. I want to see him get to like a Western Conference Finals, uh, and and really push a team in a Western Conference Finals. I think that would be their ceiling right now. Um, so so here, here's my question, just devil's advocate, obviously. Yeah. What what is what what would be the difference in the Nuggets and the Avs? Because the Avs haven't made a Western Conference Final since early two thousands, and. And, and the Nuggets are pretty much in that same boat. So it, mm-hmm. it could the Avs' expectations be overinflated, whereas the Nuggets are underinflated? Mm, perhaps. Uh, when, when you look at the, the hype behind the Avs, and then I also think about uh, you know, the same thing with the Nuggets, it's kind of the... The spin on uh, getting healthy, you know, the abs ha- abs got healthy across the break in in the NBA. On the on the flip side, the Nuggets were, I mean, besides you know Jamal, he he did have that ankle injury, but um, you know Gary Harris was kind of banged up, but they were decently healthy. But the the start the 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 shutdown of the league allowed you know people like LeBron James to get fully ready to go. And the Nuggets just are not going to beat that right now. Um, just kind of with the disparity, with the fact that Jokic um, and and that they will be good, and I think they are going to make a run very soon. But I also think they just need one more piece. Um, Maybe just like I would love for them to go out and get someone like Bradley Beal at the end of the year. Hmm. And I I never thought of a Bradley Beal to come in and play a supporting a, a six or seven man supporting role. That's an interesting. It's an interesting guy to think of, actually. Yeah, I mean, you think that he's unhappy in Washington. Well, Obviously. I mean, who isn't? I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, every, everyone's unhappy there, and it, I, I mean, for for a team that's had a guy like John Wall, I, I yeah. can't even, I can't even remember if he's there anymore. Um, I don't know. I let's see. They they fell so far off the map. I mean, yeah, he's he's still there. Um, and I mean, like like I understand he's been very injured and he's been very up and down it just it always seems like the wizards just are never are are never all there yeah and like between a guy like bradley beal i he's i i mean and 
I forgot they even had this guy, Shabazz Napier. Like, this they is a team Napier, that, yeah. that flies so far under the radar that it's, like, Im- impossible to 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 understand, like, what's going on. And, I mean, John Wall hasn't... He's never... He's played, what, one full season? Yeah, one full season. Yeah, fully healthy one season, I think. And... He didn't even play at all during 1920. He's been out with a with a left Achilles tear. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot at play, and I and I mean the Wizards. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time the Wizards made the playoffs. I mean, the reason I know right. it, I, it's very it's very indicative of that of that market of of DC of the DC area of when teams make playoffs, you notice it. Yeah, like yeah. the Nationals winning the World Series, the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. You you notice though, you start to notice those things. Whereas mm-hmm. when your teams are really bad, like you forget that the Wizards are even a basketball team. You forget that the Pelican or not the Pelicans, the the Charlotte Hornets are owned by Michael Jordan, and they're yeah. a basketball team. Yeah, and they're not even that good either. They are. They they had kind of a thing going with Kemba, but mm-hmm. then he left. And um, but but yeah, you know, with with the Nuggets, they are. You look at the Avs, and it's just so much good chemistry. And uh, a lot of those guys, like McKinnon, you know, I, I will count as as vets. You know, as true leaders. With the Nuggets, they they are on that. You know, the Avs have that really good mix of of younger and older. The, the Nuggets are all you know sans Millsap, very you know very young as you were saying and with that comes growth though it's great that they made the playoffs and made it to the second round uh and pushed you know portland to seven games and beat a very talented spurs team in seven games mm-hmm. uh it's great experience for them and they're all about that same grit mentality and no one talks about the nuggets in the nba it's all lebron 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 no, you know, no one want. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. It's it's very true. You know, you're you're gonna get those big storylines of those star caliber players over decent small market teams like the Nuggets, and you can even bring the Bucks for example, because uh, you know Giannis gets all the coverage in the world, but no one talks about Milwaukee as a team. They only talk about it when when Giannis goes off, and if he doesn't go off, then it's very silent on the national media front. Yep. So kind of the same thing, you know. It's. I think that the Nuggets are going to be very, very good within the next three to four years if they keep everyone. Yeah, and- which they have Jokic and Murray locked up. Mm-hmm. And trading for Grant was a very good move. Yes. And if football and MPJ can develop, then that's a very bright ceiling. It's a very high ceiling. And I'm, I mean, I mean, let's we'll just call a spade a spade too. They, they are very, for lack of better terms, a very inexperienced team in terms yeah. of NBA service time. Jokic is at four years. Monte's got is in his second year. Jeremy Grant's in his fifth. Um, Gary Harris is in his fifth. Jamal Murray's in his third. And I mean, I mean, for for as good as this team is with this young of a team, I I honestly believe that it's gonna take trading some guys away or just letting them walk to pick up maybe one or two more vets, like like you're talking about. And yeah, yeah. And and guys who 
have seen the playoffs and have seen the grind and gotten past round two, not just round one, and mm-hmm. can show that we can go the distance here and 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 really start to instill that confidence in, across this entire team and this entire franchise for that matter. Because I, yeah. I, I think you're right. There's, there is that stigma of can we still do this? Yeah, I, I kind of think about the Boston Celtics last year when they had all the hype with Hayward coming back and Irving and all that star power, and then they kind of just sort of fizzled out. That's what I do not want to happen with the Nuggets, and I don't think that it will. But it's kind of a, you know, especially in the scape of the NBA, it is kind of that real, more realistic way of thinking. But you get a, a team of guys that love playing together, they want to stay together, and who knows? Yeah, and I mean... The, the Nuggets have everyone, they, like you said, all the key guys they need to have locked up, they have locked up. Exactly, yeah. And, and it's, really, it, it's really telling to see that you've got guys who want to be here and want to play for Malone, and they want to win. And it, I, I think that part of the culture was missing under previous regimes, just as it was missing under the Avs previous regimes with Sacco and even Patrick Waugh to yeah. an extent. Yeah, and we haven't even begun to talk about Malone. And I, oh, I could talk about Malone. I mean, he, yeah, he, I mean, he's one of the reasons why I think LeBron is so good because he coached LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in his career. It uh, was cool to see him come to the Nuggets and instill that very same culture here. Um, very, very cool. But uh, we are running here at about the 40-minute mark, folks. So uh, in just um, good a good way to keep – trying to keep my word here, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, kind of close her down here. Um, Jared, was there any sort of final final thoughts that you had uh, just regarding this Nuggets team or, or just kind of overall for you? Um, so one of the things I'm going to touch on really quickly, because we did say in the open that baseball is officially back, uh, the, the Rockies officially announced their 30 man roster. They're taking in to the first part of the season, um, mm-hmm. on their de facto taxi squad. They put, uh, Dom Nunez, Dom Nunez, who's a catcher, Joe Harvey, who's a right-handed pitcher and Ryan Castellani, who was diagnosed with COVID-19, um, the right-handed pitcher as well on their taxi squad. Uh, the, the notable omission from the team is... Uh, Brendan Rodgers. He was not selected. Oh, um, he's wow. Gonna, he's going to stay in Denver and work with uh, with uh, personnel and work on some things because he is still coming off um, his shoulder surgery. Yeah, so I think they're going to give him a little bit more time. That's good. Um, Daniel Bard, who went through some really um, hard times with the with the uh, Red Sox. Uh, this is yeah, there's a great story yeah. about him out there. Really, really and, cool story for those of you who, who don't know uh Hit Bard's story really. I'm I'm stoked to have him as a pitcher for us. Yeah, and he, so he's gonna he's gonna make the trip. There's a there there's a guy who I don't see on here who I was kind of interested that I, when I saw him I was very excited to watch him throw again. But I'm just gonna have to wait a little bit. Who's not on here? I can't remember his name offhand. But he he was a left-handed uh, reliever. Um, okay. F- Philip Deal is is making the trip. Kyle Freeland obviously and James Pazos are your lefties, and then. Um, the the catchers are Drew Butera, Elias Diaz, and Tony Walters. So Walters is probably gonna get a majority of your starts. Um, yeah. And 
so he will be so he's probably your number one and i think diaz is going to push butera to to make that spot up um the the outfielders are blackman doll uh sam hilliard matt kemp did make the team and rymel tapia so um it'll be really it's gonna be really interesting to see how those five guys kind of get rotated around um i hilliard and tapia can kind of be interchanged i i don't know about Kemp still has some defensive acumen. I was watching uh, them play the Rangers on uh, Fox Sports. I want to say it's like Texas or whatever it is, Southwest, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, yeah. And like I was, I was watching those. Southwest Sports. Yeah, something like that. And I was watching both of those games uh, the last couple nights um, before before tomorrow's uh, opening day. De facto yes, opening sir. day. Um, Excited. So <laughs> that will be really. Um, it it will be interesting. So, um, I I'm not sure how this team's gonna start. Um, Oberg was placed on the 10 day DL with a lower back strain. Okay. Um, so he's one reliever that you're gonna be sorely missing off the start for sure. Yeah. And man, can we can we talk about just uh, I mean, also at some point, um, losing. Uh, unfortunately, we lost a closer to the Dodgers as well. I. I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly touch on this because we can spend a little bit more on next episode about that. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I saw that and my I was like, oh, Jake McGee. I'm not concerned about losing. Yeah, in the slightest, I'm not. He he has he has one pitch that's been effective for him his entire career. Everything else has sucked, and it's his fastball. That's it. So and yeah, even, you don't think and even in my even in the scrimmages that they that. had, he was getting beat up. So I'm not too concerned about Jake McGee, and. Any any of our lefties, Blackman, Dahl, or Blackman, Dahl, Hilliard, Tapia, all hit yeah. left-handed batting very well. Same with Ryan McMahon; they all hit lefties mm-hmm. very well. So you, if you want to even try to throw in a guy like Jake McGee, who is a fastball-centric guy who sits at about ninety-three, ninety-four, and his slider hasn't been there, his changeup's been very intermittent. If it was working or not. I, yeah. I, I don't think the dog I don't think Dave Roberts is dumb enough to put him up against his old club. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we will, we will we will see what happens. Um, yeah, w- with McGee, I mean, for 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 me, it's just kind of the the fact that you are losing kind of an established closer, especially last year. He 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 did well. At least better than than previous years, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of for 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 what I had caught of him and how I, he was throwing. I, I, but, I believe the guy who's going to take his space his place in the um, eighth inning, Jairo Diaz, and Wade Davis goes to the seventh. I like that. And when Obert comes back, he's your closer. Yeah, I, that that works extremely well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those where the the Dodgers are just like, well, you know, let's pick up this guy McGee uh, because we're the Dodgers and we can pay literally everyone. Um, and and yeah, we he they they want him to have that, you know, hey, uh, you know, come pitch against your old club and and show him that you're a Dodger now. And um, yeah, it'll be. It'll be it'll make those uh, those games that much more fun to watch. Yeah, and one final note in closing: um, on August first, everyone should probably clear their calendars in Denver. 
Oh, yes. It is going to be a long sports day, and that is a Saturday. And everyone should be very, very excited about that. You have the Nuggets playing the Miami Heat in their first game back. You have the Avs playing St. Louis, which will be quite possibly one of the best games on that Saturday the 1st. Oh, yeah. I do not remember who the Rockies are playing, and now I feel like an idiot. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And you got all the other other hockey matchups, too. They're playing the Padres. So you got Manny Machado. There you go. Cool. Like, that's going to be... And you have a 1 o'clock start for the Nuggets. Um, 4.30 for the Avs, 6.10 for the Rockies. Your day is now booked. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, Jared, so I'm, I'm moved in the 30th, man. Uh, Ooh. 31st. So, Live reactions. Uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be good to go, hopefully, by that 1 o'clock. Because we're, we're going to go back to Fort Collins and, and just kind of clean the house, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just in that morning and hopefully we'll be back in denver because we'll have all that moving primarily done by uh you know it's it'll be ascend it'll be dialed and um yeah i expect to be comfortably on an armchair saturday that first saturday in denver it'll be nice to to take a day just to kind of relax after uh, what seemed like this week has gone for another half year, basically. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And Rocky's first pitch is at 6.05 on AT&T Rocky Mountain. So. Most of the people are so close-minded. They go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just nobody don't stop. Recording till four in the morning. They snoring, I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing, I mix it, I master, I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I want to do when I want to. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again! Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?